Um, insider trading according to Halacha of Yosef Carmel. Good morning, Rabotai. Um, I mentioned upstairs, uh, Rav Carmel is the uh, dean of uh, Eretz Hemda and um, is fulfilling that which Chazal understands, Ki Mitzion Teisei Torah Udvar Hashem Yerushalayim, that Hora'ah should emerge from Eretz Yisrael, particularly from Yerushalayim. And Eretz Hemda is uh, designed, um, obviously, to engage in theoretical learning. Uh, but its most, it, it, its greatest contribution is Hora'ah to guide members of Am Yisrael on all types of questions, uh, Orachayim questions, Evanoeza questions, and as we'll see this morning, uh, very complex, highly relevant Chayshin uh, Mishpat topics as well. Uh, he is an outstanding Talmud Chacham, uh, a wonderful representative of, of our community, and it gives me great pleasure to introduce Harav Yosef Carmel. Bokertov to everyone. I would like to thank Rabbi Adler for the every time. So nice welcoming. It's always a pleasure, a pleasure to see him. It's always a, always a pleasure to be here with this wonderful congregation. I'm happy to see all our friends from uh, many, many years here. And I would like also to thank the Pfeiffer family for hosting us this weekend. Uh, it's really always uh, a feeling like to be at home, even so far from real home. So about to everyone. This question of insider training is really something which is on the table in the economic world of today. Because economic today is much more complicated than it was in the time that you gave your cow and you got back two horses or one donkey and one goat. Even though that today you know there are places in the world that it's still existing that they don't have money. For sure they don't have credit cards and they don't have uh, stock markets. In Africa and other places, people are living in such a way, miserable, and uh, we need to, to remember it, especially after Thanksgiving, to thank God that we are living in Israel, we are living here, and uh, on the other side, it brings more sophisticated questions to the table of the rabbis, especially and I will say it in one uh, quick sentence, we are running in Israel a chain of Batei Din, rabbinical courts, which is dealing especially with monetary cases. And you cannot offer such halachic service if you are not giving answers, updates, to the economy of the 21st century. This is our mentor of Shaul Israeli, he pushed us a lot to open this Bataydinim because really there is no other place today in Israel and abroad to solve halachic 
questions in monetary cases from one side according to Allah and in the other side according to Israeli law, American law or international law and uh, this is the one of the reasons that we are dealing with such questions and I will give some examples why you need find update halachic answers to update situations in the world of economy and when we are going to speak about insider trading and using inside information to do actions in the let's take today an example in the stock market let's make a short introduction how inside information <coughs> can influence the situation in the, in the market in general and also the economic situation of a person who are using insider trading for his own business. For sure, the question of insider trading was also in the time of the Gemara. Not in the stock market, but in the market. If there was a situation that there was not enough wheat in the market, the prices of the wheat went up, and if somebody knew that the boat, the big boat, with a lot of wheat inside, is over the corner, for sure, he will sell the, what he has in a very high price and tomorrow when the ship will arrive the prices will go down and the question is, logically, if it's okay to do something like this because he knows that the value of what he is selling is much less than what he will get today because tomorrow it will be the price will go dramatically down. In general, to use insider training, and this is something which many, many universities, especially the Ivy League universities, are making search if really always using insider trading is making damage to others. So we need also to understand what will happen if there will not be any damage to the public. Are you allowed to use insider trading when you have this information? And we need to see in some minutes if we need to make separation between two situations. One, that you are working for a company and because of that that you are working for the company you have information from inside the question is if to use it or not to use it we need to check if it has any connection to the question if, you, if somebody other is going to lose because you are using this inside information but Sometimes you are not 
getting the knowledge or the information from inside, but you make a journey in the desert, no one is going there, and by coincidence you saw a new place that they are digging there, let's say diamonds. Somebody is told that, that uh, in one place in the world, uh, I see that it belongs to Russia, they found a new place of diamonds which will give them such a huge amount of uh, new opportunities in this field for, and not till it appears in the newspapers and no one knew about it. It could uh, have influence on the price of the diamonds in the market. But you are not working for the Russian government. You are a traveler, you are working for National Geographic and you went to such a place that no one is there and you found it. So the question is, are you allowed now to use this information for your own purpose? Because it don't have any connection to your work in National Geographic. It don't have any connection to, the, for, to your uh, connections or not connected, to be connected to the Russian government. Are you allowed to use it? We cannot speak about all these questions. I will try today, with your kind permission, to see some principles, first, according to the law, to the American law, to the Israeli law, and then to compare it to the situation, halachically, according to the Shulchan Aruch and the words of our sages. So let's give some examples about what happened in the real market, in the stock market. If somebody knows that a stock is going, the price is going to go up, what he can do? He can buy it now, and the one who is selling it don't know that the price is going to go up, so he is selling it to you in the price of today, but you have the insider information, the inside information, and you are making insider trading, and you are buying it cheap today, and tomorrow you will sell it in a very high price. This is the first simple situation. A little more complicated situation is when somebody is buying an option in a low price of today, because he knows for sure that the price will go up and then after that, after three months, he is using this option and he is doing a lot of money because he bought the option in the time that no one could guess that the price will go dramatically high in the next few days. People can do the same also in the opposite way. When the, the, he, somebody knows, he has the information, that the prices are going down dramatically tomorrow. I can give a, one very famous example from one of the most cruel people in the world in uh, the last uh, 15 years, Osama Bin Laden. He knew for sure that the prices in the American stock market will go dramatically down after what his bandits is going to do tomorrow. So he bought 
what uh, we call put options. And he, unfortunately, he didn't did only such a, a massacre to such innocent people. He also made a lot of money from the American stock market. And uh, for sure, he didn't ask any halachic uh, opinion for a rab- from a rabbi. Maybe he went to the Sharia or uh, something else, but I'm not going to speak about Zerpiskeidim. Especially not about uh, suiciding and killing Jews and Hasmechalila, other things. This is not uh, our field of halacha. So, this is one option to make money when you know that the prices are going down. Another way is to sell now in what we call in short way. And this is also a way to, to make money when you know for sure that the, the, the stock market is going tomorrow down or in a week down. And the question is now if all these things is permissible according to Allah. To understand it, we will not find in the Talmud any word regarding short or put options. They didn't speak in such a language and they didn't have a stock market, but they have a market. And let's see what the Gemara in Masechet Chuli, in Davtza Digbet Amunbet, is telling us about this question. I'm reading now from source number one, Aleph one. The Gemara is dealing with the situation that Jews have not kosher meat. <coughs> and the Jew wants to sell this meat in the market. The question is, what he is supposed to do with the sign? For sure, the sign kosher is taken down. Not only because it's against the American law. He wants to be an honest Jew. So he is now going to sell non-kosher meat to Gentiles. He is not going to sell it to Jews because how much food the dogs need. <laughs> so he is going to sell food for people. He wants to sell it for sure to the Gentiles, not to the Jews. And the Gma is dealing with the question how is publicizing his merchandise. So let's see the Gmara Masehe Khulin Dafta Dikbeta Mudbet. What is supposed to say to the clients about what he is selling? Abara Bitzak Bar Yosef. Nafal Bisra Livnei Khaila. He didn't need to say this is trafe. He's not going to put a big sign on the store trafe meat. Did you see something like this uh, in uh, Williamsburg? No. He's not supposed to do such a thing. He can make a big sign that this is for the solidars. Which solidars? We didn't have a Jewish army. Jews didn't went to the army of the Gentiles. It's not like today that every Talmud Chacham must go also in the army if he's an Israeli. I hope that you agree with me. 
But, as we are speaking about a place that the Jews don't have rights, so they don't have also obligation to go, or, or the privilege to go to the army, and he is making a sign, this is for the meat for the soldiers. He is saying in an indirect way that this is not kosher meat. So the Gemara is asking, Veleima nafal treifta levnei cheila. You can say directly, this is treif. Why is not saying this is treif? The Gemara is answering, Lo zabnei. It's a shame for a Gentile to buy meat which is not good for Jews. And if he will say it's only for Gentiles, they will not bite. So he's saying it is not giving the all information. The all information is that this meat is strafe. He's giving according to the advice of the Gemara a part if a part of the information and he's giving only an int that it's not kosher. So the Gemara is asking, how can you do such a thing? A Jew is supposed to say always the old truth. Midvar sheker tirchak. So, say the truth, even if you are going to lose money. So the Gemara is saying, she is, the Gemara is asking, is, 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 is cheating in some meanings? And the Gemara is answering, no, he is not cheating. The people who didn't ask why this meat is only for the soldiers, they didn't use the information to have the whole picture. So you didn't cheat them, they were not enough smart to ask more questions. So we are getting here something which can give us a direction. What you ask, what is something which is legitimate to do according to Allah and what is not legitimate to do according to Allah. To lie is for sure not legitimate. You are not allowed to lie. In the other side, we can see that you are not supposed to say all the truth, but you must give a way to others to find the truth. You are not blocking them from knowing the truth. We will see immediately how the Rishonim gave their interpretation to explain this paragraph in the Gemara. But before, let's see some more lines in the Gemara. The Gemara is telling us that this was his name, the little one. Marzutra is the little one. He was the son of Rav Nachman. This rabbi went from one place in Babylon to another place. This was the place of the Jews till 800 years ago. The center of Jewish life in all the world was 
in Iraq, in Babel. This is the place where the Gemara was written and the big yeshivot was in these places. Till 800 years ago, the political leader of the Jews, the Reish Galuta, he came from the family of David Amelech, he lived in Baghdad, in this place. Okay, today, uh, the Jewish congregation there is not flourishing. <laughs> okay. In the other side, Rava, one of the biggest Amoraim, Rav Safra, Avu Ka'atei Lesichra, they came to the same place. Pagu Adadei, they met. They met. And now, something happened. Who Savar, Marzutra, Leapeyu Dekatu. Who was sure that this two very famous rabbis came to this place to welcome him and to give him the honor to say we are so happy that you, Marzutra, is a guest in our town. Okay. Amar lahu, lamahu lerabanan litroach veatu kulerai? Why you are bothering yourself and you are wasting time to come to say to me hello? It's okay, I don't need it. You can wait in your place till I will come. You don't need to come such a long way to welcome me. The truth was that they didn't do it for this purpose. So the question is, are they supposed to tell him, you know, Mazuka, we like you, we love you, we are always happy to see you, but we came for another purpose. Or, to say, okay, this is what he is thinking. Let's go. In Hebrew, what is roaming there? We will not say anything. He will be satisfied. We will be satisfied. Everyone is satisfied. But where is the truth? The truth is not satisfied. So let's see what the Gemara is telling us regarding such a situation. Amalei Rav Safra, Anan lo ave yadinan dekaat imav. Yave yadinan tfea vetarchinan. We want to tell you the truth. We didn't come to welcome you. Why? We didn't know that you are on your way to this place. But if we had known, we, we had come with an orchestra, with uh, cameras, with a lot of people uh, shouting and uh, to give you a real welcome. But the truth is that we, did, we, don't, we didn't come to this place because that you came, because we didn't know that you are coming. So the Gemara is asking, Amarli Rava, Rava is asking Rafsafa, why did you tell him the truth? He was so satisfied that we gave him such an honor, and now you are, you are telling him, you didn't, we didn't come here to give him honor, he may be a little embarrassed. If we will not tell him the truth, we are cheating him in some meanings. So why Rava 
was against what? Rav Safra did. The answer is, Iu de Kamateya Nafshei. They didn't say anything. They only came and they said, we are so happy to see you, welcome. Did they say anything that they did it in purpose to come to see him here? No. So, we have now three, some levels. The first level is to cheat. To say, we came to welcome you. This is not an option. For sure not. This is, not, this is against Allah. The second level is to say, we are happy to see you, but not to say, we came to welcome you. The third way is to be in silent. And maybe you will think that they came to welcome him. And the last way is to tell him, we want to tell you the truth. We didn't come here to welcome you. We didn't know that you are coming. So now, let's check according to the Rishonim which one is permissible halachically, which way, and which way is not permissible halachically. Let's see the difference between Rashi and Tosfot. Source number two. נפל בישראל לבני חילה, בא לידינו בשר לעובדי כוכבים. לא זבני, the Gentiles will not buy, דגנאיו להם, מאחר שאין אנו, the Jews, רוצים לאוכלה. Now the Gemara is Rashi is telling us, אינו דקמטו הנפשיו. Why it's permissible to say this is meat for the soldiers? And you don't need to say this is trade meat because Inu Udekamatu Anafshai, Rashi is explaining. The Lomeshaile itrefa ikshera. The Aidekatane leel mipnei shemateu. The Moher lobekeskat shuta. Vehena potea haviota mechurot lechen vanide omer lobishulhani potham de vadaigo nevdatam. Take a look again on the, the last Rashi. Uiu de Kamatei Anafshei. Acharei she'anu lo amarnu lo likhatcha yatsanu according to Rashi, it's not to cheat. Okay. This is the opinion of Rashi. And now let's compare it to the opinion of Tosfot. Tosfot is telling us, source number three. Inu de Kamatei Anafshei Ukiya, peresh bakuzres. ועד דקטן אלה אל בפני שמטהו, במוכר לו בחזקת שחוטה, וכן הפותח חביות המכורות לחנווני. כשאומר לו בשבילך, אני פותחן, I'm not going to explain it, it will take us too much time, if you want, take a look after that, בוודאי גונב דעתו. ואין נראה. תוספות is against Rashi, and he is telling us, דעה אלא אם כן הודיעו קטן, זה משמע אפילו בסתם אסור. ולא שי אלא בקיאי גבנה. ועוד, דמאי פריך מרב יהודה, דפתח לאילאולה, דאה ודאי שלא היה מטהו רב יהודה לומר לו בשבילך אני פותחם. לכן נראה דאתם בסתם ואסור, משום דאין לאורח לעסוקי הדעתי דמכרות לחנווני. אבל אחא איבאי אולא לעסוקי הדעתו דטרפאי. 
ומרזוטרא היא באה אלי לעסוקיה דעתי שלא לקראתו היו באים אלא לצורך עצמם. תוספות is against רש"י. And תוספות is telling us that we need to make difference between two situations. One situation is that the other side cannot guess that it's another situation. And the other option is that in both sides you are not lying. But in the other situation is that the other side can guess. So we have an option that he cannot guess and then you must say and, and you cannot be in silence <laughs> and the situation that the other side can guess, and only in such a situation you can be in silence. So it's a big, big dispute in between Rashi and Tosfot, how far away we are asking a Jew to be far away from a situation that he is doing something A, and the other side <coughs> is thinking that the situation is B. Now, let's see, what is the opinion of the Rambam? Is the Rambam is? Yes, please. The, the, the case of the Chaviyot that were yes. open, that's sort of in between the two extremes. Right? You, know, you have one extreme where, where someone comes and there's no way they could have known that the, that the guests weren't coming for him. <laughs> yes. And the other one is when you say this is only for non-Jews, and so you're already talking about the, the type of meat that it is. Mm-hmm. The chaviot could be open because it's not the top quality, not the, the nice bottle. I, <laughs> no, no, I, 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 in purpose, didn't go inside the question of the chaviot because we need to learn another piece of Gemara to understand it. And according to my uh, watch, we are very close to 9.30 and Rabbi Adler told me that I have only till 11 time. <laughs> So, I understand your question, it's a, it's, your, your question is wonderful, but in, in the, the short time, not the short option, the short time that we have here, let's go a little further because we need to, to see the opinions and how, and the difference between the law and the halakha regarding these questions. Yes, please. What? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, you know what? My son-in-law, Rabbi Livnat, is uh, a dayan in our Bataydin. Uh, he graduated at Tzchedda, but he also graduated uh, Moriah and Frisch. Oh. And in English, his English is much better than my English, and I will give him the opportunity to explain Rashi in an American English, not an Israeli English. <laughs> Please, Rabbi Livnat. Okay, according to Rashi, it's only after if you... Um, if you sort of actively make something to give a false impression. If you were completely silent, then, uh, then it's not cons- there's no issue of a gnevadat, according to Rashi. In other words, if I, made, if I made a statement which gave a false impression, okay, gotcha. then, but according to Tosfot, even if I didn't say anything, I didn't actively cause a false impression, it's still after, and I have an obligation to, to notify the person. But only if the person doesn't have the opportunity. But if the person could have known the truth, and he was mistaking himself, then... then it's that's not your the, problem. That's, that's, that's not your problem. That? The case of the meat contains an affirmative statement. 
Right, but it, the affirmative statement should have given him an indication that it right. might not be kosher meat. Okay, I'm so saying it's not even, it's not just silence in front of objective facts. No, but that's an affirmative that's statement that, that is technically true, but could be seen as misleading. Right, that's and the Gemara and Rashi are saying that's not a problem because the buyer could have asked. Right, so the, Rashi also disagrees regarding that point. Rashi explains that it only, that the only problem would have been because I was misleading him by making the statement, and the Gemara says, no, it's not a misleading statement because he could have understood the truth. But according to Tosfot, it's not dependent on that. Even if I wouldn't have said anything, I still would have an obligation to notify him in some way that it's not kosher meat. And by saying that this is meat for Gentile, in a way I am notifying him that it's not kosher meat, even though I didn't... I didn't I don't understand Tosfot, because Gemara seems to say, black and white, that what was the statement about me is fine. The question, the, 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 the statement about the meat is for sure okay because it's Gemara. Right. So the question is, is if you are in silence, you are not saying anything. According to Rashi, you are okay. According to Tosfot, it depends on the situation. If he can understand it by himself or not. Okay, let's let's go a little farther and you will understand it. Let's go to the Rambam. And the question will be if the Rambam is like Tosfot or like Rashi. Let's take a look at source number source number four. The Rambam is saying Asur Leramot Ednei Adam Bemekahumkaro Lignovedatam. It's an issue to cheat to 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 make a gnevada. Not only to cheat, but also ignevat that, even though that you are not taking from him anything, it's a sur. It's forbidden. And the second thing is, ve'echad of dei kochavim, ve'echad Israel shavim And this is something that we need to publicize, that to cheat a Gentile is forbidden, like to cheat a Jew, and sometimes it's more forbidden because it's make Hilul Hashem. This is the opinion of the Meshech Chochmah that he is saying that to kill a Jew is something very, 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 very asur. Lo tirzach. But to kill a Gentile is not only lo tirzach, it's also Hilul Hashem. This is the opinion of Meshech Chochmah. Okay. So let's go back to Gnevadat, it's easier. Aya yodea sheyesh bemimkaro mum yodio la lokeach veafilu lignov dat abriyot bedvarim asu. You cannot depend on the fact that you didn't say anything. So the Rambam is according to to Tosrot. Is more machmir than Rashi. That even to be in silent, if the other side cannot guess that there is a problem, is this is a nevadat. Now it's okay? No. Why? Because I don't see that distinction in the Rambam anywhere. The Rambam seems to say black on white. If you know there's a problem with your merchandise, you have to tell them, period. Regardless of whether they can guess or ask or anything. No, like the that. Rambam is telling, is telling you, mm-hmm. It means that to keep your mouth shut is not enough. But that's not the yeah, but that's you, you, you need to be active. 
According to Rashi, no. According to Rashi, no. If you are not saying anything, you are okay. But then, agree 100%. The distinction that I'm not seeing is I don't see any nuance in the Rambam to distinguish between whether or not the buyer can ask about the move. The Rambam to me says, simple. If you know there's... Okay, the Rambam is sure that you understand the Gemara according to his understanding. And please... Take a look on the Mefarshim, on the Rambam, and you will see that all of them are explaining the Rambam according to Tosfot, not according to Rashi. That for sure. My question for the Rambam was further than Tosfot. The Rambam is farther than Tosfot? Why? Again, because I don't see any nuance in the Rambam. Any distinction. The Rambam was writing a simple Sefer of Halacha to people. He made no distinction in his language. That's pretty easy. Made no distinction. You have to start to see it inside. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't mean to take it. Okay, okay. Maybe. I will think about it with Dr. Zilvia Okay? Yes. I think that the Rambam is talking about a different case than that of Marzutra and Rava. Rava and Vasafa. Yes. Because. In a case where you have a car and the engine doesn't work, so um, uh, you must uh, actively tell the person that. That in the case of where uh, Rav Safar just jumped to a conclusion, then you may not have to tell him. Okay. You are making the difference between that a damage will happen to the other side or a case that the other side will not have any damage if you will not say anything. Let's, you are now jumping to source number six. Let's see source number six and you was behaven to these words. The Shulchan Aruch in source number five is like quoting the Rambam. אסור לרמות בני אדם במקח וממכר או לגנוב דעתם, כגון אם יש מום במקחו, צריך להודיעו ללוקח. ואף אם הוא עובד כוכבים, לא ימכור לבשר נבלה בחזקת שחוטה. He's quoting the Rambam, but he's making a little change in the order. So it could be now that we will get the understanding that only if you will lose something, you are not supposed to do it. So take a look on the Sma, one of the commentators of the Shulchan Aruch, and he is telling us, no, you didn't understand well the Shulchan Aruch. V'im yash buk b'mikho perush, af al pishe'en bonat mamon. Even if the other side will not lose anything from your silence, you need to tell him. Mikol makom ayalo lodiyo veudomelek devat daat deasur afal pishet en bochestron mamon. In the case of Rava and Rafhista for one side and Marzutra in the other side. No one is going to lose anything if Rava and Rasafra will be in silent. So the Sma is telling us 
that according to Allah we can learn from this story that even if the other side is not losing nothing, he is enjoying because he is thinking that they came to welcome him. Even in such a, a case, this is something that you are not supposed to win for yourself even if the other side is not losing nothing. And this is really a very high level of moral that Allah is asking Jews to act in such a way not, not for sure you are not supposed to make money by hiding facts but you are not also supposed to behave in such a way that another one will think not the truth regarding what you did and this is also a gneva according to Allah. For sure, how it's far away from the way of cheating people and to use information that they don't have to buy from them on a cheap price or to sell them in a high price. But now, let's go a little farther <coughs> to the question if you knows something from your work and you are working for somebody and you have any information. Do you have the permission to use it or to tell it to other people? Let's see some sources regarding this. This will give us a more widened picture about this issue. The Torah is telling us, let's jump to the second page. The Torah is telling us, Lo telech rachil be'amecha, lo ta'amod al dam re'echa, ani Hashem. This is a strong statement. Lo ta'amod al dam re'echa means, you cannot sit in silence when your friend is under a danger to his life. Or sure not. The Torah in the same pasuk is bringing another issue. What is In first glance, it seems that don't gossip. Don't go for one and tell him stories regarding the other. Gossip is an ugly way of behaving. But, if we will take a look further, we will see that the issue of Lot Elech is not only to tell stories for about one person, to a, about a second person to a third person. But first of all, we can see that the Torah is putting this issue in a very high level of Isu, together with Lot Amod Adam Recha. Sometimes you can really kill with a story, with your words, with your mouth. Sometimes you can kill with your nose. You are making such a movement with your nose when somebody is mentioning a another name, and you killed him. 
והפעם הרגו איש. So let's now check more carefully the איסור לא תלך רכיל בעמך. In Mishlei we can find, הולך רכיל מגלה סוד ונאמן רוח מכסה דבר. Now we are going to another direction. We are not speaking about gossip. We are speaking about somebody who is not keeping secrets. הולך רכיל מגלה סוד. The same in the next source, source number three. גולה סוד, הולך רכיל. Let's say, let's take a look on source number five. This source, the Mishnah in Masechet Sanhedrin, is speaking about three Dayanim who were sitting in a case and they make a decision after that they have a dispute. The majority, two Dayanim, said A. The one Dayan said B. So the Psaq was according to the two Dayanim. Then the third Dayan, which was on the minority, is telling something from inside. It's also a, a connection to what we are speaking about insider trading and he is telling in secret to another person, you know I was the minority this was, the psaq was not my opinion let's see what the Mishnah is telling us about this according to Allah Gamru et adabar it means that the Beidin made a decision היו מכניסים אותם, both sides, דאב ביידין, הגדול שבדיינים אומר, איש פלוני אתה זכאי, איש פלוני אתה חייב. אוקיי, okay, and he is not saying what was the opinions before when they, they make their, their decisions. ומניין, לכשיצא אחד מדדיינים, לא יאמר אני מזכה וחבריי מחייבים. I was the minority and I want to say that to make the psaq that you are not supposed to pay. But what, when I, what can I do? Both of my friends, they decided that you should pay. אבל מה יעשה שחבריי רבו עליי? על זה נאמר, לא תלך רכיל בעמך. ואומר, הולך רכיל מגלה סוד. So, we can see from it. that this person is not telling something about the second person to a third person. <coughs> He's speaking about something which happened in a closed room and is publicizing it. <coughs> the, the Mishnah is telling us that this is something which is forbidden. But how we can know it? Because the Mishnah is bringing two Pesukim. We have the strong Pesuk. Which is the strongest Pesuk? The Pesuk from Sefer Vaikra. This is the strongest one. Why? Because it's from the Torah and not from Ketuvim. Second, the way that the Torah expressed this issue, Isur, is the strongest one. So the question is, why we need to bring now another Pesuk from Mishlei? 
So take a look on the words of the Tosfot Yom Tov. The Tosfot Yom Tov was one of the biggest Tachronim. He is explaining. Al zene emalo telech achil be'amecha v'omer olech achil megalei sod. Ma'i v'omer? V'od de Yehuda v'od de Krau. If you have a pasuk from the Torah, why you need to bring another pasuk from Ishlei? He is explaining. The Kra kama be'oraita. Ukrat anyan, the last one, is from Ishlei. When somebody is gossip, is making troubles in between peoples, because he's telling B that C, or he's telling C that B said about him such a thing, not nice, when he didn't hear. So now, the relationships between the members of the congregation become not good. We could think that only in such a case, it's asu. If he wants only to clean himself, that this person who are now supposed to pay a lot of money will not hate him. Lo asankra. תשמה הולך רכיל מגלה סוד. שמע, אמינה? והמגלה סוד, מקרי הולך רכיל, אף על פי שאינו עושה לגרות מדון. הלקח, אך קרא דאורייתא דכתיב, לא תלך רכיל, נמי במגלה סוד So, we can see that even if your words are not going to make damage to the society, like speaking gossip, you are not supposed to bring out secrets. Things which happen inside home, even if it's not making damage. Take a look, take a look at the words of Beta the Meiri. Our time is running. We are going to finish. Take a look at source number nine. Kvar be'arnu ba'mishna she'tzarich kol echad mi'dadayanim shelo lomar li'izayer shelo lomar ani mezakeh. Af bechol davar she'mechaveru lechaveru chayav adam shelo legaloto ve'shelo la'avi davar mizel leze ve'al kulam ne'emar lo telech achel ba'amecha ma'asei ya. בתלמיד אחד, שהביא דבר מאחד מן התלמידים לחברו לאחר 22 שנה, והוציאו מבית המדרש והכריזו עליו דיל, דין גלי רזיה. So we can see that according to the ראשונים and the אחרונים, everything that is under the definition of secret, you are not supposed to tell it to others. Even if you are not making damage. So now let's go to the law and to Allah. According to, one moment, according to American law, if you are working for somebody and via your working you know some information, you are not supposed to use it not for your work and you are not allowed to tell it to others. Because you have an obligation to your employee not to take out secrets. 
for sure you are not supposed to use insider trading to make profit for yourself. But according to Allah, Allah is much more strictly in these areas. First of all, you are not supposed to do anything, even to be in silence, and you must give all the information to the other side. Second, you are not allowed to tell anything secret, even if you are not working for this person, even if you are not, if you don't have any obligation to the one which this secret belongs to. It's much farther, and I am happy that it's much farther than the situation according to the law. Alaha is more strictly, and we need to remember it, to make ourselves behave more strictly, not only in Benadam Namakom, but also in Benadam Lechavaro, for sure, if it has any connection to money of others. So, please. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, just getting back to the point uh, of this, uh, and the balance is that there are situations, and from the same passage I learned the second half of the balance, yes. which is if someone's dangerous and he moves into a community, or if someone, and, and the same passage. I agree with you. But, let's say that you know something very, very bad about somebody who can risk the future of the people who are in touch with him. Or even, or even the business transaction yeah. you want to keep within your topic. Okay, this is really also an obligation to gain an aware to somebody who can be under risk if he don't have this information. And the borders and the boundaries in between these two uh, obligations of a Jew is really the real game of Jewish life. And you know, balance is the most important thing in life in general and in Jewish life particularly. Also according to Allah, for sure. But in such a short time we cannot speak about all the issues. Please. I just, I don't see how the conclusion follows. I don't see the application of Lopedef Rachil to profit from insider trading. You, you want to tell me it applies to disclosing trade secrets or to giving inside information to third parties? 100%, I see that. But if the top executives of a company who are all on the inside, all decide that they are going to engage in insider trading based on information that they know, they're not disclosing any information to anybody on the outside. Nobody is disclosing any secret to anyone who's not in the know. And Revy alluded to some of the, the academic studies earlier in Revy's presentation. So I assume you're aware of some of the theory out there that says this is just that the insider trading laws are inappropriate and this should be proper profit for people who put the work into companies. If American law were to change in that way, would there be any halakhic problem with the insiders themselves not disclosing to anybody but just taking whatever steps one would take depending on the information they know? And let's assume it's positive, not negative. In other words, if we, you can take yourself out of the partia of disclosing defects if what it's going to be is positive information, it's going to cause the stock to go up. Right? So there's no defect to tell anybody else about. They're all inside. Where's the issue? First of all, to tell others that the market is going up could also make damage to others. It's not so simple. And as I said, 
I can send you uh, links to many articles. Uh, I will call it uh, professional articles, which was made by, not by Jews, by professionals in this field, which deal without any connection to halakhaot or moral questions, what is the impact of using insider trading of others. It's very interesting, it's fascinating. But, I, but your question regarding that all the people inside the company is doing it, we have two issues which I spoke about. First of all, the issue of putting all the truths on the table. And this is one issue which is a Jewish issue and a, a, I will call it a, a secular issue. And we saw that the, according to Allah, according, we have a dispute in between our sages, but we, we could see Allah Lemai saying the Rambam and Shulchan Or and the Fashun Shulchan Or that the border is very far away from the middle. You need to be very machmir in such a case that you are not supposed not only not to cheat and not to say something that we can be understand to both sides, but even to be silent is a problem, if, even if you are not making damage. This was the first part of the shield. The second part of the shield was the obligation of keeping secrets, which is really strong according to Allah, and this is another aspect of this general issue. Okay? Respectfully, I don't think that answered my question at all. <laughs> maybe I didn't understand, and maybe Rabbi Livnat. No, I think I think we've come up with saying that in, in your situation, maybe we could get by the uh, the obligation of secrecy because they're all they're all agreeing. So no one's disclosed the no secret. No one's disclosing, outside. but you would still have the first issue that they're the people they're dealing with are not telling them the whole truth because they have information which the others would value to know and would impact whether they would but make it. But didn't we have a whole Mara that says that you don't have to do, that that's okay if the other side, under certain circumstances anyway, how would the other side do In other words, no, they they all they do is buy options. Senior executive options purchases. Yeah, somebody is selling the options. Company somebody is, for every buy there's a sale. Somebody is selling the options. We don't have the information that the executives have. And, and there's, that brings the issue of not everybody in the world is buying these, this stock with these options, but there's a, an understanding of an honest market. Even if you well, don't, aren't that's losing... A, that's fraud on the market. The, the, so people lose a sense of uh, feeling of honesty and fairness in the market, they're going to go away from the market. And other companies will be hurt because they won't be able to sell stock. Sure. It could be that if, if, the, if there were no inside in trading laws, and everybody was doing their trading based on the fact that maybe the other person has inside information that I'm not aware of, then we could argue the point of, um, of whether he should have thought about it. But in the situation where we are obligated by inside tra trading laws, and certainly a person who, who okay, has so information... That's, so that's an interesting point. In other words, American inside trading law is a closed system. In other words, you start with a disclosure-based system, and then you have laws against insider trading. So, that, so my question was, here, I assume we're talking halacha. There's no dina de machusadina overlay in the sheet, right? We're talking for just sure. Talking for just sure. No, for I, my, I assume the dina de machusadina 
is something it's that we, need, we don't need to deal with it. Right. I want to show that the Alha is more strictly than the Dina de Malfitta. Right, so I'm asking my question on that same, on that same assumption. Right, so I'm saying, could be theoretically that if there was a market which everybody was dealing with inside information, then maybe the situation you could say would be like, okay, he should have thought about it, and maybe I, maybe I have this information. And should have asked. But, but it, since that's not the situation nowadays, then... Okay, then so that's, that's a very interesting answer. Sure. One moment, please. Supposing I have insider information on a stock, but I know that the stock is going to stay the same. It's not going to go up, it's not going to go down, and maybe I'm going to buy the stock for the dividends or something like that. The only difference is that everybody else is 60% sure that it'll stay the same, and I'm 90% sure. So no, definitely nobody's losing anything. Um, do I still have an obligation to disclose that I'm buying the stock that I know is going to stay the same uh, because since I, I had inside information? There's, there's not, no, nobody's losing. It's going to stay the same. I'm just buying it for the dividends. I'm just more sure that it's going to stay the same than anybody else's because I have inside information. But there's no win or loss. Do I have an obligation to disclose that? That's your judgment. Everything's judgment. Even inside information is judgment. No, no. You're asking uh, an interesting question. <coughs> Let's think about it. I don't want to take something from the pocket and to give you, and I will think about it. Please. I think what's bothering me is a larger case of what bothers Bernie. I'm trying to, I'm struggling to see the relationship between the second half about the Rahil business, Rahil's business, with the first half. It seems to me <coughs> a little incompatible with Russia. Yeah. I mean, Rashi's notion is, or the notion that it looks like, you have to say something. But doesn't that fly in the face of all the Megalos Or am I missing something completely? Well, actually, the only thing you have to say something that we can't discover. It does the same thing. And the Megalos Oates, he's saying, shouldn't say anything. You're, you're asking a question, Tosa, and I think you're I'm seeing a disconnect. First of all, I'm happy that you have a lot of questions because if the questions is on the table, it means that it's bothering people and it makes people to think about it. And I achieve my goal to put it on the table, and I will. I will. Uh, I'm apologizing that I'm not speaking English as a mother tongue. And I need the help of my son-in-law, but I can give you another option. We have in Eretz Chemda a project, as Rabbi Adler said, questions and answers, ask the rabbi. If you will send us the questions, we have a email, you will get a detailed answer to every question. You can use it, it's free, and uh, I promise you it, you will get uh, a good service. You can see some of our works here on the table. Everyone is uh, more than invited to take a look. If somebody wants to get every week a lecture, he can do it by going on our list of our weekly Divrei Torah. Everyone is more than welcome. Todah Rabbah to everyone. Todah Rabbah Rabbi Adler. Thank you. Thank Thank you.